0: Inside Chicago government Shigov
1: Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Glowitz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and I've come here today to be with him. I came over city streets that are newly paved.
0: Mayor Rahm, I thank you very dearly. He went and paved the streets.
1: It might have something to do with an election that's coming up. Yeah. So the election that we're in the midst of is the mm-hmm. state and county elections. You can vote now, listeners. You can vote till November 2nd for early voting. And the final election day is November 4th. Right after that, we'll swing into municipal elections, which take place in February. For dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. Yes, sir. Mayor Alderman, and Alderman and mayoral.
1: But today we're talking about your article that appeared in the reader on October 23rd, 2014, titled Another Election, Another Round of Mixed-Up Democrats. Ah, uh, yes. You take a look at the glossy pre-election mailing put out by the Cook County Democratic Party. Specifically, you talk about the candidates recommended on this mailing. Yeah. I'd like to talk about Dave McKinney.
0: The great Sun-Times reporter.
1: Former. Yes. You do note in the article that the Chicago Sun-Times has endorsed the Republican candidate for governor, Bruce Rauner. Yeah. The company that owns the Sun-Times, called Rapports, also owns your paper, The Reader. That is correct, sir. Mr. Rauner is a former owner of Rapports, and the company's CEO is a former business partner of Rauner's. The Sun-Times endorsed Mr. Rauner three years after saying it had stopped giving candidate endorsements. And four days before its Springfield bureau chief, the aforementioned Dave McKinney, resigned. And he criticized his bosses for succumbing to pressure from the Rauner campaign. The pressure, McKinney says, resulted from a Sun-Times article that McKinney co-wrote that made Rauner look bad. I mentioned this story to a friend of mine, and my friend said, well, isn't that typical of the media that they succumb to political pressure like this all the time? And I was like, well, I'm sure that happens, but— in the current uh, sort of Sun-Times and Tribune milieu, I hadn't believed that beat reporters and investigative journalists were getting leaned on to, you know, quash stories or to inhibit what they wrote. And so this this is a shock to me and to many people. What do you think?
0: Let me just say this. Up to now, I must report that the people who own The Reader... Reports. Yes, reports, have never put any pressure on me. And I've been writing exceedingly critical things of our beloved mayor, Rahm, the most powerful man in the universe, and who's probably every bit as much a crony of all these people as Rahner is. I'm happy to report that. So having said that, this was really um, a low moment for pretty much every journalist that I know in town. It was so obvious that Rahner had far more clout with the hierarchy that he should have.
1: You mean of reports
0: Yes, of reports, First of all, I, the notion that the Sun-Times would change its editorial policy of not endorsing at the last moment, just invites this kind of scrutiny and criticism. If your policy three years ago was not to do endorsements, you should stick with it. You shouldn't change it, in my humble opinion. When your former business partner is running for governor, it just looks bad, if nothing else. Secondly, he'll win the election or lose the election without your support. Thirdly, the editorial... Oh, my God. The editorial was just—I don't know if you actually read the editorial. I did. And uh, I read the Tribunal one as well and the Crane's business one as well. And they seem to be written, all of them, from the same crib sheet. So I'm beginning to wonder if Rounder's campaign didn't just, like, mail these things out to newspaper editorial boards.
1: And just to clarify, the editorials you're talking about are, were the ones endorsing Rounder. There were two
0: editorials. One, as I recall, came out on a Saturday in which the editorial board or whoever wrote—I don't know who wrote it— said, I know three years ago we said we were never going to endorse candidates, but now we're changing our mind, okay? Stay with us to see (laughs) that first endorsement. And then the next day, Sunday, they endorse Bruce Rauner. Actually, it was probably, the paper came out on Saturday, so it was probably a matter of hours between the two. Those two editorials coming at the same time The Dave McKinney affair erupted to public knowledge was very disheartening for most journalists that I talk to, most journalists that I know, not just Sun-Times writers. And I'll say this again. I'm a big fan of Sun-Times writers. I've invited them to the first Tuesday show. I think they do a great job. I'm still a big fan of my beloved Bright One. I get it every day. But that was a rough weekend, to put it mildly, for uh, not just me as a longtime writer in this town, but as a reader of newspapers and a believer in newspapers, just you know, you really got to keep corporate away as much as possible. In my humble opinion, from the workings of a newspaper,
1: I, I believe that. So the McKinney affair, the quashing of his reporting to you—that's just icing on the cake.
0: Yeah, the two editorials back to back, and then the McKinney affair was ice. It was just—it was just like a tire cake that was rancid or something. So, can a cake be rancid? I guess. Yeah, the icing you be leave rancid. it out in the rain. Yeah,
1: I don't think I could take it. though. Yeah,
0: who sang that song?
1: I don't remember. Uh, Ben, that's all we've got time for. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, David. Listeners, learn more about Dave McKinney's resignation by reading Michael Miner's October 23rd piece on the Reader's Blog, and find out the Chicago locations where you can vote early in the November election by going to chicagoelections.com. I'm Dave Glowett. Thanks for listening.